Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. It's the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom and Bradley Trainer back in the home of our studio, away from the state fair on the first day of school for very many children. They're all back to school, but we're all excited about getting back to TV. Am I right? Oh, God, I cannot wait. Um, you should join us, though, if you want to tell us what you're excited about for the fall TV season. 651-641-1071, because there is so much TV here and uh, just around the corner. In fact, I was uh, reminded of this as I was piddling. Or, uh, oh, wow, thank you for taking us. To oh, that's your, where everybody to your restroom I meant like <laughs> like fiddling or I don't know what oh, word I was okay. looking for. Wow, tootling, maybe tootling, tootling around the internets today, looking at what's coming back to TV and what new is coming to TV uh-huh. on the fall TV scene. There is so much, you guys. I I don't even know where to begin. Uh, well, oh. I, I can tell you what I'm excited for if that helps. What are you excited for? Do you know what's coming back again this season? Your mom. Grey's Anatomy. Oh God, nobody cares. So excited. Put a, put a fork in that show. No, no I'm you know glad what? for you. So that many people care. Literally, two people. And myself you're, you're, and the Lieutenant Governor. Ew, thank you very much. Name dropper. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm going to use it too every time you make fun of it. That's fine. I'm totally fine with uh, making fun of Grey's Anatomy whenever you want. Now, in addition to Grey's Anatomy, there are actually all these new shows that we have to look forward to. Some of them have started already. So the Great British Bake Off, and I have a couple comments about this show, but um, you've watched this show, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yep. I've watched just a few. Like, I watched like an entire season on Netflix. Yeah. Great British Baking Show. Um, it's called Great British Bake Off over in the UK, but we call it Great British Baking Show because, because we Pills have to ruin a long story. everything. However, there's a new season. Now, here's what you need to know about that season. It's available on Netflix, but Netflix is now only dropping new episodes every week. And people have thoughts about this because I've heard them. Here's what you need to know. So in order to get the rights to do it uh, simultaneously-ish to when it airs in the UK, Uh that's the arrangement that that they were able to come to uh, at Netflix. What that means is they can't... Netflix can't dump the whole season because it's still airing right. week to week in the UK. I mean, that makes perfect sense. Now, for those who are frustrated, much like our social media guru, Hannah, because um, she was complaining about it, I was like, girl, we wouldn't be getting this show at all for another six to nine months. Exactly. So I am grateful. Take what you can. But it's week to week. So Enjoy that's it. that's one thing. Um, don't forget, we also have... Disney Plus just around the corner. Right, that's true. And um, they've got some new Star Wars programming. There's a show called The Mandalorian, which uh, we have to look forward what to. What is that? I want to okay. I want to hear more about that, but I want to go to the phone six five one six four one one zero seven one. What new TV are you looking forward to, or what are you looking forward to coming back? Karen is on the line. Hello, Karen. Hello. Hi. What fall TV are you excited about? Well, it it was the uh, the British baking show. Yeah. And I like the fact that they're making us work 
wait a week because I think it, you can just practice some patience. And yes. it's just a baking show for God's sake. You, you know, know what, I Karen, agree. thank you so much uh, for your call and also for reminding us that whenever we have one of those shows that drops week by week, it just causes us the opportunity to stop ourselves after one, right? Yep. That is a good thing. Too much of a good thing can keep you on the couch. I think it's day. a mix, right? I think you, you got to have a good mix, right? So you get some of those shows and then it's it makes it a treat. I right. know in our home, um, it makes it that much more exciting that we have like, oh, we have to sit down and watch this week's episode. Now, the other benefit to it being on Netflix versus where it's been in the past, uh, PBS, PBS would do that thing where they would expire an episode unless you're um, unless you donate to PBS. Right. After a certain period of time, and of course, when it hits Netflix, you won't have to worry about so that. You so you can choose to watch them all at the same time in about six to nine months. Yeah. Or you can just watch them when you feel like it. I would imagine it's going to be available. A, a matter of weeks, probably. Well, it's probably, you know. Yeah. In any case, uh, okay, 651-641-1071. What else are you looking forward to fall TV-wise? What is the that... Mandalorian show. So Disney Plus, uh, when that becomes available, and I don't remember exactly, but it's going to be um, sometime this fall. Anyway, this is a live, I think November. Uh, this is a live action Star Wars series. And the Mandalorian, Mandalorian is like the bounty hunter, you know, from the movie. You remember the bounty yep. hunter with the big thing, yep. Boba Fett. Um, it's like a space western So, like, presumably we're going to go around and find, like, the Boba, hunt, the Boba Hunter. Whoa. That sounds like a fair Abraham <laughs> experience. They're going to hunt Boba's bubble tea. And didn't somebody, didn't, um, oh, why can I see his face, but I can't say his name at this moment. But didn't somebody big sign on to do that show? Okay, maybe I'm. Um, okay, that was not helpful. I don't know, I, let me look into that. Uh and ask you the following. Yeah. What else are you excited about? Um, the other show that I'm excited about is already here. I just have not, because of the fair and everything else in my life, have had the chance to sit down and watch it. But The Dark Crystal on Netflix, which just came out over uh, at the end of last week. And is that one that dropped a bunch all at the same time? Yes, you'll be able to season? watch the, the first season of The Dark Crystal, which is the new... Um, it's 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 the puppets, the Muppets, right. the, the Jim Henson creatures uh added to you know so it's like live action but at the same time there are these puppets and i mean it just looks amazing the storytelling looks amazing the music looks amazing so i'm super excited for that one Uh, and that one's netflix see this is okay so here's what i've learned about my ability to handle all the television that exists in the world okay i can only be what i can only be binging or like streaming binging i should say yeah one show okay. at a time. All right. I can have my weekly appointments, right? So like my Grey's Anatomy, my This Is Us, uh, when it was on The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. Uh, and I'll watch those, my weekly appointments. And then in addition to that, I have one show that I'm watching, you know, straight through that I can watch like every night. Okay. And uh, we decided to stay in our time machine and watch Friday Night Lights. So I, that's the frustrating thing is like there's so many good things to stream. There's so many exciting things streaming and just not simply just not enough time. Well, especially because, again, I mean, I could go through the list and do chapter and verse on everything that's premiering this month alone, much less in October. Right. Um, you've got a lot of, you know, the new seasons of shows, but you obviously also have a lot of new shows that are going to be premiering as well. And remember, 
we've now got shows coming from places like YouTube. Yeah. I mean, there's so many different um, places that you can turn to for new um, content that, um, you know, good luck to you. American Horror Story, by the way, is still around. What the heck is the theme this year? Um, I think it's like the 80s. 1984 is the title. Oh, that makes me want to watch it. Yeah, But, but you, I don't want to watch it because I've been burned so okay. by that before. Also, I keep forgetting that there's going to be a Mr. Mom series based on the movie Mr. Mom. That uh, premieres September 12th on Vudu. Yeah, I know. I don't know where I, you I get a Vudu, though. Oh, I, you have it free. Oh, do you? I, well, I think you can, I think you can pay... For a subscription, but it's on. If you've got a Roku, you can get Voodoo. Okay, who do that Voodoo? You do 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 exactly. See again, too many things, too many networks. Lots of shows like um, the Connors is finally coming back um, at the end of September, and that's along with all your you know network favorites like Black uh, Blackish, um, NCIS. Oh, so. let us not forget something that's making its debut on September 9th. September what is that? 9th. A very Brady renovation. <gasps> yes, duh. Oh my gosh, that's only six days away. <gasps> I'm so excited. Um, I will say that the lead up to that has, there's a, there's quite a lot online now if you want to take a virtual tour of that new house. I do. Yeah, so you can uh, start that experience whenever you want. I'm going to go do that right now. When we come back, though, on the Colleen and Bradley show, there was a notable passing over the weekend, and uh, we have not had the opportunity or the time to have a conversation about the amazing celebrity that we lost. Uh, her name is Valerie Harper, and uh, we just wanted to sort of give her the send off that she deserves when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk one Oh seven one. Well, Hollywood had a major loss over the weekend actually happened on Friday. The loss of Valerie Harper. Uh, we learned about overnight over the weekend. This is the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk one Oh seven one streaming live at my talk one Oh seven one.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer and Bradley. We've sort of, followed uh i would say valerie harper uh since her diagnosis of brain cancer which i i believe we learned about about five years ago um and at the time we learned about it she wasn't the prognosis was not good no she was only supposed to have like three months to live three to six months i think yeah originally and um you know we've certainly paid attention to her for years but uh on this show anyway we did sort of follow that diagnosis because we you know were sad obviously but also you know have just always loved um you know loved her for her work and then the story sort of took a turn and became one of um, survival because she, you know, passed that diagnosis, um, you know, for months and, and, and it ended up being years. She lived past that diagnosis. Do you remember that very shortly, I think within the year that she was diagnosed, she competed on dancing with the stars. Yeah. I mean, we were pulling for her then. Um, and so certainly this news didn't come as a surprise, but it was still sad news, even though we sort of had anticipated it. And I just thought, you know, when Mary Tyler Moore died a few years ago, we really focused on that huge loss. And I would say part of what made Mary Tyler, the, the Mary Tyler Moore show so successful was not only Mary Tyler Moore, it was actually Valerie Harper, who with amazing chemistry played her neighbor and then bestie, uh, Rhoda. And I just, I actually, I'm just going to read for you what a, a Facebook friend of mine wrote about Valerie Harper. 
She said, oh, dear Valerie Harper, you made it okay to be the funny, slightly odd, then she put in quotes, chubby one, and yet be loved as a friend, a single woman, a creative soul, a window dresser. You sure gave me life and hope in a world of Mary's. Rest in peace. And that really was the character that she embodied uh, as Rhoda. Bradley, you had a chance to actually interview her. Yeah, so, um, uh, you know, I've just, again, who doesn't love Valerie Harper? And when you, when I watched Mary Tyler Moore in reruns, obviously, because I know I'm old, but I, I'm old. Anyway, um, you know, I watched it in reruns. I think I always identified way more with the Rhoda character because she was always like out there, you know, just uh, having fun and doing her thing. And she wasn't, you know, quite as... She wasn't presented as perhaps as well put together as Mary Tyler Moore. And I feel like a lot of people could relate to that, much like the sentiments from your friend who shared on Facebook. Um, And I loved her show as well. And if you haven't watched episodes of Rhoda, which, you know, was a spinoff from Mary Tyler Moore, where she goes back to New York and she um, lives with her sister or lives in the same building with her sister, who, by the way, is played by Julie Kavner, the one who is the voice of Marge Simpson. Yep. Um, and there's all sorts of other great people in that show. Um, and it's just a fun, underrated sitcom. Anyway, I had the chance when I was doing a podcast many years ago to sit down and have an interview or talk to her um, about her career, just about being funny. And just because she's one of those people that I've always admired. And it was a huge treat and a gift, um, you know, to talk to somebody like that. And she was so kind. You know, we we do interviews all the time with celebrities, and we've said this more than once. In fact, we did a whole episode, or episode, we did a whole show this weekend at the fair where one of our conversations was about um, celebrity guests, you know. Good and bad. Good and bad. <laughs> and she was definitely the good. She's a... a um, She's one of those people who was genuine in a conversation, so you felt like she was present, a part of the conversation. She was curious about whatever it is that the person asking her questions. So she asked me questions about me, and the thing I will always remember from that conversation is at the end of it, she goes, you know, you're one of those people I feel like we're going to meet again someday. And, you know, I and she was just blowing smoke, right? Oh, but But so at the sweet. same time... Um, you know, that's it's just so sweet, right? To say something like that. And we didn't get the chance to meet, obviously. Yeah. But um but she certainly um, you know, has been loved by myself and obviously countless others and and now I'll just have the opportunity to sort of go back and watch her old episodes again. And, yeah. And sort of think fondly mm-hmm. of her, which is sort of actually a thing that we have talked about that we will do. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash btpod50 and use code btpod50 to get 50% off. That's code btpod50 at factormeals.com slash btpod50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Ooh, occasionally when we've lost a big celebrity like that, you kind of go back and, and pay attention to their work in a different way. And I'll tell you, I, I read a really interesting piece in the Washington Post that was written by Susan Silver. Susan Silver was a former TV writer. She wrote for the Mary Tyler Moore show, mm-hmm. but she also wrote for the Bob Newhart show, the Partridge family, um, and a bunch of other series. And she talked about how she, how they, um, sort of conceived of the, the notion of Rhoda. Rhoda had to be different from Mary and mm-hmm. Mary was sort of this like kind of everybody loved her. She was the kind person. She, but she also was a real go getter in her career field. And Rhoda was like a little bit maybe jealous of her, but they had a friendship and it was sort of like based on their differences. Mm-hmm. And she said of, of writing the character of Rhoda, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I think it's really interesting when you know somebody as a character to realize how much care goes into how that character is developed oh, sure. and how that character is, is seen. Um, Susan Silver, who wrote for the Mary Tyler, Tyler Moore show, said, really, she said, I just had to write Rhoda from my pushy side. Like, Rhoda was like entered the room and was a hundred percent Rhoda all the time. And it was large in part of Valerie Harper's way of embodying that role, that that role became what that role is. Anybody could have been a pushy person, but it was both Valerie Harper, who she was in that role. And also the chemistry between her and Mary Tyler Moore, no doubt, you know, they're having their own reunion now because um, the world has lost both of them. and, And it is a sad, sad thing. Uh, but rest in peace, Valerie Harper. We Indeed. will be back on the other side of this on the Colleen and Bradley show with some celebrities behaving badly. We call them D-bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Uh, okay. Who's your D-bag? Uh, whoever... It was that used to be on Kristen Stewart's management team who told her to stop holding hands with girl her girlfriend in public. Wait, what? Yeah. So Kristen Stewart in a in an interview uh, was told or shared that she had been told by a member of her management team stop holding hands with your girlfriend in public. Uh, they she said she told Harper's Bazaar. I've been told if you just do like do yourself a favor and don't go out holding your girlfriend's hand in public, you might get a Marvel movie. And she said, I don't want to work with people like that. I don't want to work with people who tell me to not be. And I would actually argue this. So whoever it was on her management team who said that you're a D bag. But also I would offer I think she probably is getting more work by being who she truly is. Right. Yeah, I don't know because Hollywood, I think, is gross. But um, so it wouldn't surprise me if people actually uh, talk this way. Um, but you know, at least good on her for like saying, "Yeah." And you can't see what I'm but saying. He's right got now. two fingers in the air, yeah, holding them up. <laughs> yeah, but she just was like, "Screw you! You can't tell me who to be." This is who I am. Because this is Hollywood. This is where people go. Like you're too fat, and you're actually not fat, or right. whatever fat is, but. 
Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I would not be surprised if some yahoo thought, like, oh, I'm going to really give her some words of truth. Nobody else is going to give you this advice, but uh, I want you to know that, you know, you might as well just not hold the hands with the lady thing because, you know, you might get a Marvel movie. Right. First of all, what is this? Like, 1979? Yeah, also, who cares? But she did go on to say, uh, and this is not the D-baggy part, this is actually the good part, which is Kristen Stewart talking about her sexuality openly with Harper's Bazaar. She said, you know, people ask if she's confused because she's bisexual. Oh, yeah. She said, you're not confused. This is what she told The Guardian. You're not confused if you're bisexual. It's not confusing at all. For me, it's actually quite the opposite. I know exactly what I'm doing. So yeah. just a little, like, let's all just learn yeah. and not be Also, I don't know what that has idiots. to do with your ability to do a movie. Well, that's what's interesting. Like, what is she the does superhero say, can't be? I, I would imagine most superheroes are bisexual. You know, or... They are just who they are, or they are not even sexual. Because they they're so busy like, saving the world. Bisexuality seems like a superpower to me. <laughs> so she did say, uh, she did say that that was an old school mentality, uh, and she said that the, that mentality is you want to preserve your career and your success and your productivity. And there are people in the world who don't like you, and if they don't like that you date girls and they don't like that you identify as quote unquote lesbian, but you also don't identify as quote unquote heterosexual. So she's like, people want to know stuff, and that's the part that that is informing the idiotic things that people in her management team were saying. Yeah, I'm sure um, because, you know, bisexuals uh, as a rule have generally had to deal with discrimination, not only from, you know, heterosexuals, but also gay people um, because, you know, there's a whole history you don't care. But, um, but yeah, so it's not just people who are saying like, that's gross. It's also people saying like, you got to pick one. Right. You like can't that, have two. They don't know what box to put you in. You're so, so you're just, you know, one of those people who wants everything. You're so what's the word I'm looking for? I can't think of the word. A person who wants everything. Yeah. Like greedy. Greedy. That's the word. OK. Yeah. So greedy. You got to have it all, <laughs> don't you? And then they're like, do you have to have it at the same time? How can you date one person? When you might, do you want a woman when you're dating a man? I don't know. Do you want another man when you're dating a man? No. So that person is a D-bag. Yeah. Whoever said that to Kristen Stewart. That is very D-baggy. Yeah. Who do you got? Oh, look at this. Farrah Abraham. Punch the card. Frequent flyer. Punch something else. Okay. Punch, punch your phone, uh, specifically her Instagram account. Okay, first of all, did you know that she is going on a tour? She's going to be a comedian? Stop. Mm-hmm. Stop. Yes, she is going on her domestic goddess tour. Mm-hmm. She has a new docu-comedy oh, skit pause, on her channel. Pause. Wait. She's going on a domestic goddess tour? Who else did that? Roseanne? Thank you. Yeah, so... There's that. Okay. Um, in an 11-minute video, which apparently is a series of rambles and poorly timed jokes, uh, there's not much that makes sense. However, within that, apparently at some point she goes off on her daughter. And I would like to read to you some of the things that she said oh, about her daughter. Oh, okay. Because she says that she doesn't want to raise a manipulator. 
Okay, so she's talking about her daughter, Sophia. Okay. Quote, I'm going to go on a tirade because I, I'm no longer going to allow my daughter to think she can manipulate me. Like, I just can't. My family did it to me. My parents did it to me. And now my child? You can only handle so much before I bleeping crack. She then proceeded to go on to a story about how she gave her daughter a list of things to do uh, and told her to, quote, not bother her for the day. So here's a mom bitching about her daughter after she gave her daughter a list of things to do and then told her to not bother for her for the day. She then expresses her outrage when that 10 year old didn't upload social media content and instead made up excuses so as to not do so. Oh, so she went on to say, I will no longer deal with this manipulative behavior. This is all part of her domestic goddess tour. I don't know, but okay, that's part of the same post. Um, Are you really uh, okay? I could go on. But at the end of the day, fair Abraham does not want her daughter to be a manipulator and she's done with it. Well, can I just point out something obvious? Yeah. What? It's your daughter. Right. If she's a manipulator. Hi. Yeah, she Do learned from the best. Yeah. So my dog knows how to play me. Right. My dog knows how to cut. Like when Jamie and I are on the couch, the dog comes to me because the dog knows that I can be manipulated. Yeah. That my dog is a master manipulator. Yep. That is not my dog's fault. Right. That is my fault. Right. Now, I don't have a child. Okay. But a dog is exactly the same. But it's exactly <laughs> the same. But if I can relate my dog to this experience uh, she has to be beyond ignorant to not understand that she is responsible for what her daughter she believes her daughter is doing and in fact it's not what her daughter's doing she's just complaining about the fact that her daughter is being her daughter well and that okay so i, I have like two thoughts happening at the same time about this one of them is like your what she's doing is not like she doesn't want her daughter to be a manipulator. If her daughter is manipulative, that is not necessarily entirely her fault. However, her parenting should adjust to account for that. And what she's saying is not necessarily parenty. Yeah. Meaning and- giving your daughter a list of 10 things to do for the day and then leave me alone and one of them, by the way, is uploading social media content. It's her I perspective, can't. I think, That's is what problem. you're getting at. Yeah, and I didn't mean to suggest that you're responsible for the way your child behaves at all times. But I think with Farrah Abraham and specifically that we have had time and time again examples of how she is creating a monster. Yes, add to that. Yeah. In what world <laughs> is it acceptable to go on a multi-minute long tirade about your child in your own social media and not be judged for just doing that in the first place. Yeah. You see what I mean? Like that is a, you gotta, that's not, no, that no. Also, she's (laughs) expressing outrage that her 10 year old didn't upload, upload social media content. Right. So she's having her daughter do, her work social media right which she by the way has said before that she doesn't that she doesn't do it herself this is after she flashed her uh hoodly bits Uh uh-huh in venice so 
Also, That's by the way, so I thought we were going to read a whole different article about, uh, or we were going to talk about a different article that I read about Farrah Abraham and her daughter and what fans are upset about now, which is that Farrah like dragged her to Venice as though she was like an accessory. And there's like this 15 minute video of the two of them along their journey. And it's so, it's so obvious that it is all about Farrah. And if Sophia doesn't make Farah look good, then Farah's upset about it. But Sophia looks exhausted. She looks irritated. Is, she doesn't want to be is that. Is that the one that says so many firsts? First time in Venice. First day of school. The second video has one red carpets and more hidden gems. Oh, Farrah I think Rand. that that. No, I watched the first the first uh, video, which was. I mean, it's just terrible, you guys. I. She's she also her stopped. daughter's wearing a sweatshirt that says jet lagged. Yeah. <laughs> And by the way, trying to go to school. So she's in the airport on her computer. She's 10 going to her online school while Farah. Oh, this poor child. Yeah, it's just ugh. okay. What a manipulator. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we got to get the Cobra gang together because we got to talk about what Justin Bieber is trying to tell us in this Instagram post. We'll talk about that after this on my talk 1071. Oh man, we gotta talk about Justin Bieber. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and uh we've got some questions about a recent behavior of his, and we gotta get the Cobra gang together. Whenever there's trouble, with the double we're the Cobra Gang. If you've got the crime, we've got the time, we're the Cobra Gang. Wow, what's going on? Okay, so he, over the weekend, uh, Instagrammed a very long, I don't know, like statement, post, uh, that he wrote about his drug use. Mm -hmm. Uh, He put this out, actually it was just yesterday that he did this, to his 118 million followers. And among other things, he said... I started doing pretty heavy drugs at 19 and abused all my relationships. I became resentful, disrespectful to women, and angry. I became distant to everyone who loved me. I was hiding behind a shell of a person that I'd become. I felt like I could never turn it around. Uh, He goes on to say, it's taken me years to bounce back from all of these terrible decisions, fix broken relationships, and change relationship habits. Luckily, God blessed me with with extraordinary people who love me. Then he goes on to talk about where he is now. And uh, he says, uh, now I'm navigating the best decision of my life. All caps in quotes, marriage, which is an amazing, crazy new responsibility. You learn patience, trust, commitment, kindness, humility, and all the things like looks things. It looks like to be a good man. Mm hmm. And then he just, he sort of finishes it by saying all this to say when the odds are against you, keep fighting. And I just say, W-T-F. Okay. What is this and why? Well, I don't know, but I will say it's a lot of words and a lot of heartfelt words, presumably. He seems like he's in a place where he's reflecting on his life. And has a lot of thoughts about his fame and fortune. He also seems to have some feelings about his drug use. Of course, you referenced his marriage. All of these things are things that he's sort of spitting out in this um, 
you know, very this. long post. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's long for social media, right? Yeah. Like, um, that said, I. I ha- I'm having a hard time trying to understand what the message is because like at the end, he sort of talks about his religion and his spirituality and how that's helpful. And I think that's awesome. I mean, thank you for sharing is what yeah. I want to say to Justin Bieber. Um, but I don't know beyond that what you're what you're trying to communicate, you know, as a person who uh, has uh, an alcohol addiction, which is not the same as drug addiction, but it's, you know, similar I think it's important to reflect on your life and work on things and repair relationships that you might have broken during a time of, you know, your active addiction. So I think that's all wonderful. I mean, I'm curious if he's worked any sort of like recovery program medically or otherwise. Um, And, you know, that would be awesome. But there's this weird kind of conflation in this piece with um, like his marriage and his religion or spirituality with the drug use and the career and the choices that his parents made like there's so much that's being conflated in this very small um long blurb small long blurb do you know what i'm saying well, like yeah it's, it's like sort of diary of the mouth but there's not a lot of mm, depth mm, uh summer like Again, there's no takeaway. It's just like, let me conflate all of these things. Let me bring all of these things together, which is an interesting insight. But in terms of a lesson, I'm not sure what the lesson is, because I would hate for people to think, for example, that um, marriage is the thing that saved him or that his um, not that spirituality isn't important. But but that alone. But that alone isn't oftentimes the answer for people who are struggling. Um so, yeah. So, and also, I can relate surely from that perspective of addiction, but there's all that stuff about his parents and his career, right. which is not related directly to one's addiction, so, meaning like he's got some real stuff. Right. So, we did that's the part I didn't touch on, which is basically where he talks about how his whole world was flipped on its head when he went from a 13 year old boy in a small town to basically becoming the superstar that we know and his getting feedback from people that he was so wonderful. He was so great. Meanwhile, uh, you know, he realized that he didn't learn the fundamentals of responsibility because he was so young at the time, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I think my issue with this Bradley is exactly what you said so aptly, which is that this is like four paragraphs of a story that occurred over the course of 20 years or more. Well, how old is he now? 20 what? Something. Yeah. Sorry. So like 18, 15 to 18 years. And the way that he talks about it in this short little blurb does a disservice to 25, the reality of all of what he's been through. Right. And it isn't necessarily sure. It's all because everybody's life is a story that is all linked. But it is not like, to your point, the marriage is the thing that fixed things or the faith alone is what fixed things. It was there's more to that story. Here's what I worry about. I worry that people will take this and say, oh, he was really under a lot of pressure um, becoming famous at an early age. So he developed a drug addiction and then he found God and a wife and now he's fine. Right. That's sort of like my shorthand takeaway that I worry about because that things are so much more complicated than that. And 
I just know that they are. I'm going to leave yeah. it at that. Like I could yeah. go on and on and on, but that's that's what I worry about because I don't think all of those things. Um, it's there's not necessarily a cause and effect there. They are interesting observations that add to his particular story right. that make his particular experience. Some would say strength and hope, depending on where you are sitting. Um, that is valuable, but I would hate it if people just, you know, tried to. It's it's just not enough for something so complicated. Well, and I would just add to that, and, and this is sort of where I was, where I started with it, which was why why now did he decide? Why on Monday did he sit down? And open up the notes section of his iPhone and thumb type out all of that. Yeah. And then say, I'm going to screenshot this and put this on my Instagram. Because on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're always wondering why people make the decisions they make to publicly share certain things when they do. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I believe he's been in the studio making new music. I don't know that he's close to releasing that new new music so maybe Um, it's motivated by that perhaps that this is part of like a grassroots image rehab i don't know you know what else is interesting is i want to believe that this is like some sort of like some of the things he's saying is like a sign of personal growth and it very well may be but it also does sound like he's just spitting out some things that he's heard from whether it's a therapist or or the religious leaders that he's religious leaders or like yeah like family members scooter Braun, like people close to him that are like because there's that whole part about um your brain uh there's an insane pressure and responsibility put on a child whose brain emotions frontal lobes aren't developed yet like i bet people said that to him in explanation of why he is the way that he is and um, that can that can also just get in the way of a person's healing, like the stories that people tell you. So I don't know. I also More to be revealed. highly encourage you to just read through the comments that are coming from some massive celebrities his way. Oh, I'm sure for this. It is interesting. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, kids are back to school. What are your back to school rituals? What do you do to observe the first day of school? Six, five, one, six, four, one, one. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.